The following is a paid political advertisement for committee to elect Lee Loader probate judge. I know you sent me your uh, bio. Yes, sir. But I find it amusing to read Birmingham Wiki bios <laughs> to see, you know, how they stack up you to now. Because I don't. I don't <laughs> <laughs> that one thing I learned when I was on the on the council, I, I shut out all the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I may have read it once in, in the last. <laughs> Twenty years. Yeah, but yeah. You, it's all you, good. you don't. You are, you under the radar with the social I media you. thing. You <laughs> check in, especially on your class basis. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, you get all out of there. Lee Wendell Loader Jr., born in 1970, is an attorney and owner of the Loader Law Firm, a Birmingham Municipal Court judge, a Christian minister and former president of the Birmingham City Council. Loder is the son of Gate City Neighborhood President Lee Loder. He earned a Bachelor of Science in Political Science from Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, and a Juris Doctorate from the Cumberland School of Law at Samford University in 1995. He opened his law, his own law firm in 1996. Loader defeated appointee Frank Adams Jr. to complete the District 8 seat left vacant by the election of Bernard Kincaid as mayor of Birmingham after the 2001 Birmingham City Council election in which he was joined by eight new council members, Loder was elected to serve as president. He did not run in the 2005 Birmingham City Council election and was succeeded by Stephen Hoyt. As a councilor, Loder promoted economic development projects and introduced a ban on smoking in restaurants and nightclubs. Loader ran for, let's see here, re-election in the 2005 Birmingham municipal election, but finished sixth with just under 4% of the vote. That was the mayor's race. Yes. Stephen Hoyt succeeded him after, this this thing is kind of jumpy. Mm-hmm. After leaving the city council, Loader began leading Thankful Thursday, praise and outreach services with free lunches at the Carver Theater. He and his wife, Adrian Loader, operate I Bestow pre-kindergarten program in downtown Birmingham with state funding. Lee Wendell Loader Jr., tell me a joke. 
You told me to have one ready too, did Yeah, I told you to have one ready. <laughs> you told me to have one ready. You gonna get the boo? Huh? You gonna you gonna I, get the boo? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get the boo in a minute, but give me a second. Let me think of a. Let me think of a. You ask Siri or Google or do whatever you do. <laughs> AI will give me one real fast about this. Ask AI. AI. Oh, and in the meantime, why are pirates called pirates? Why are pirates called pirates? <clears throat> Uh, I don't know, but I, I I got a I got one for you. They just are. <laughs> they just are. <laughs> Your turn. Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> ah, you can't go wrong with that one, can you? Can't go wrong with that one. That was why quick did the thinking. chicken cross the road? Why to get to the other side? Yeah, uh, yes, that was pretty That's quick thinking on right your there. feet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, All right, sir. now, um, Arr. let's <laughs> take it from the top. Yes, sir. Um, tell us your history, like from a granular level. Right. You know what I'm saying, right. like. Who are your parents, and where? What church were you raised in? And you know, are you the only child? And that—that's all. Is, is 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 your sister smarter than you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody. <say she> is. <laughs> that's you, one of what the, led you to <laughs> Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? Like, tell tell us man, about the little boy. Man, you know, I have a, so much, brother. Hey, um, a lot of people don't know I'm a military brat. So I was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. I do um, remember that. Yep, yeah. Yep. I mean, my folks. And, well, I tell you another joke too that folks don't know. So this is just a little information. If they call me Wendell, that's that's pre eighty eight. They down and dirty. Yeah, that's how you can tell. Them. If they call me Lee, uh, you know that's post eighty eight. Yeah, but pre eighty eight, folks be like, who is Wendell? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a debate about putting my middle name on it, but I put my full name on there. But. Um, uh, you know, I'm a military brat, so I was born in Honolulu. I think I've got some memories from there, like um, uh, the Twinkies on the plane coming home. You don't get that kind of snack no more <laughs> on yeah. the plane. Uh, the lay, uh, the, the lifesaver lay that they gave us um, when we were leaving. Um, and uh, so I came to, to from Honolulu, Hawaii, to Gay City. <laughs> <laughs> Culture shock. Culture shock, baby. <laughs> so you want to know why we are what we are? Hey, from Honolulu yeah. to Gay City, baby. Yeah. And at yeah. that time, Gay City was transitioning. It was working class. It was mixed. Working class blacks and whites at that time. Uh, I think even Carol Roberts, uh, uh, Counselor Carol Roberts, lived in um, uh, um, uh, Duncan now, but she lived in Gate City at that time in that community. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, actually um, my dad helped save the life of a of a 
a white gentleman who lived across the street from us who was having a heart attack. My dad was a medic, and he gave him um, CPR, and he survived. And that guy used to give us donuts until he passed away. So Gate City at that time was a a mixed working-class neighborhood of blacks and whites. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to observe it transition, uh, in, you know, into an entirely African-American neighborhood. And, and But it's a beautiful place. It's where I learned most of my lessons in life. And it's one the one place that I probably feel more comfortable than anywhere else uh, in this world yeah. is, is 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 Gay City. Anywhere in that community, yeah. uh, that's that's home, baby. That's yeah. home. So uh, so that's the story. That's part of the story. Now, I want to know elementary school. I mean, I, I I really want you to paint a picture of family. You know. Take it slow, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's and, good. And that's... go ahead and do your thing. I want I want y'all to know we got a sitting judge sitting in front of us, so he has to respond and check these messages. Every now and then. Um, um, that's part of the story. So so we get to um, from Honolulu to Gate City. Uh, I'm zoned for Gate City Elementary School, and that's where my my education really begins. Kindergarten, I, I, my first um, uh, my first love interest was my kindergarten teacher. Wait, <laughs> I fell in love with my kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Don't you mean your first crush? <laughs> my first was crush. It your, no, I mean, it was crush. your love crush. interest. I was in love. <laughs> I was in love. You about to get somebody in trouble? <laughs> no, those were the days when you could you could you could have a crush and you didn't have to worry about all this. Bizarre and crazy stuff that folks do and everything like that. They were just <laughs> genuine teachers. She babysat me. Uh, both of my kindergarten teachers, I loved them to death. And uh, and I just thought they were just bigger than life and everything yeah. like that. Uh, uh, and uh, and they kept me um, and, and babysat me and everything like that and treated me with the utmost respect. Not the same them. them. But my dad got involved. Immediately, my dad's from Birmingham. He's from the Finley Avenue area, but he became the president of the, the Gate City PTA. And then I became uh, known in Gate City. I lived up on the hill, so I'm from I'm I'm, I'm, I'm one of the hill boys, the hilltop boy okay. up on 65th Street. Uh, and then, of course, the Gate City, uh, which is Mark's Village, the, the housing project is at the bottom of the hill. But I grew up uh, in that community, and I became known as the boy whose daddy was the the president of Gay City, <laughs> so I was the prince of Gay City, baby. <laughs> the prince of Gay City, I love it. He did, and he he played a big role in trying to keep the school open. And and when they merged and went to Oliver, he tried to keep it open, and he played a role in making sure there was somebody on Georgia Road to 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 um, direct the traffic so students who were coming at that time they were coming from the ship down, so they would have to cross the street uh, to get to the school. So it was really dangerous because Georgia Road. Was one of the busiest uh, busiest streets out there. So I watched my dad. This community, um, you know, he helped make sure they had the uh, built the dugout at, at gate at the park is primarily one of the projects of my dad and when he was president of Gate City neighborhood, building that baseball dugout. It's still there to this day. So he really, uh, watching him really developed in me a love for that community and a love for community service. So so that's where it began, man. It began right there at that school with the crush on my, my kindergarten teacher. And then, uh, so what happened later, and we'll talk about this and I'm, I'm going to stop for a second, is that when I got to fourth grade, that's when they started trying to integrate W.J. Christian, and, and there was a strong push to begin to integrate these schools, and that's when I got the invitation uh, to go to W.J. Christian. So Yeah. Um, 
Now, when you think about Ramsey, your your Ramsey days, what what, what comes to mind? I'm not gonna stick. Just what are your thoughts? Freedom. Um, um, uh, people like you, uh, just stress-free uh, friendships and relationships compared to where we are now. Yeah, you know, right. back then it was just, you know, I mean, it was everything we did that was stressful was petty. Now it's like serious. Ain't that, I mean, it ain't petty. Now it's like dead serious. Every decision you make going to impact somebody. But back then, you know, you get over it overnight, whatever happened and everything. So I, those were those were really good days, uh, Rams. Let me, let me tell you what my <laughs> thoughts are as it relates to sure, you. Sure. Um, I was telling my mom, completely unrelated, um, wasn't too long ago, I was a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about uh, John Cantalo, mm-hmm. my pastor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was my Piggly Wiggly. We worked at Piggly Wiggly together. Really? Yes, a the pig. Wow. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> so I was I was talking about um talking about John has always been one of my leaders. Um, you know, when we were young, John always set the tone. John, you know, it was he's always had that leadership. In high school, you were one of my leaders. Hmm. Hmm. Like, I don't have to tell you, I don't listen to too many people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I don't. I but there are leaders in my life too. There are people that I take direction from in my life, too. Mm -hmm. And you are one of the people that I have always listened to Hmm. and have always taken. Like, you, if you you said something. You're going to have to break the tissue out of here. (laughs) (laughs) If you told me to chill on something, like, all right, you know, somebody told me something. Hmm. Versus somebody else. I, right. And I just, you know, uh, I want you to know that. And I want to say it publicly that, and that's why I wanted you to go into your family and, and your upbringing. Sure. You've always been the sensible, hmm. leader, purposed, and and I, I just want to just want. Well, I appreciate that, but what's... Peculiar about it is the feeling mutual, (laughs) and that's you know you've always been a leader too, Um, and um, I may be sensible, uh, but that don't mean some of the stuff you used to do that I didn't want to (laughs) do. See, see, that's what insight is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know that's the one thing that people miscalculate, and some people don't. All the things you did, we enjoy. Uh, we were we were leaders in our community. You were a leader from the west side, um, and the way we used our influence was just different sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's really that's the thing about leaders. They just at different ages they use their influence in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tended to, uh, to to be more conservative with mine. <laughs> 
and, and, and on occasion you attended to, to flaunt it. <laughs> but that's okay because yeah. the point is it's all leadership and it's all decision making. And sometimes I felt like I should have flaunted. You know, sometimes I look back on some days where I really, I really should have uh, cut the buck. And sometimes people criticize me because they want to see me cut the buck more. But, you know, I mean, you make decisions, you live with those decisions. But. Pie, you know everybody respects you, man, uh, and 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 are proud of you. And uh, there's something um, special about a person who uh, is just upfront. And that you know the thing about me, uh, and the one reason why some people you know may not really know is because I don't share. You know, I keep my cars close to the vest. I used to tell you when you were <laughs> um, um, city council. President, you needed to brag more. You know, you that it's just never been your thing. Like, um, when when I think about like people doing stuff for the gram and right. videoing themselves right. and showing stuff. Right. Now you the type of person that does it, nobody ever saw it. Nobody ever heard about it because it was genuine. Right. And so, um, you know, here again, just another salute to you. Now Segue to the next point in your life. I even wanted to go to Morehouse with you. I know it. I thought and, we were all going. Yeah, and then my dad—that's <laughs> a whole nother yeah, story. Whole nother story. But, but hey, my dad what too, were so your, you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> no, but what? Tell that, and what were your Morehouse days like? That's what I keep telling people. We be more alike than we are different. Yeah. Morehouse was expensive. Yeah. I think Twan had a full tuition. I had partial tuition. Yeah. And my dad didn't know how he was going to pay it. And he's a Morehouse. He went to Morehouse. He yeah, had finished Morehouse. But, too. you know, uh, but you remember uh, Franklin Tate was giving all them Knoxville College scholarships? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless Franklin Tate. That's my, he, he my friend, brother. He good people. He meant well, even though Knoxville wasn't really prepared for all those things. So we went to visit my sister in, uh, in D.C. Uh, she was clerking for a congressperson up there. And we came back, and Pops wanted to stop through Knoxville College. And, and, and when we got there, Pops was like, look, you got a full scholarship to go to Knoxville College. <laughs> And when I got there, I was like, ain't no way in the world. Ain't no way in the world. <laughs> this ain't the twin tower that they were talking about. <laughs> so he, we found a way to make it work, and he supported me and everything. Uh, Troy was another one. Troy tried to recruit me <clears throat> as president of the SGA, and Pops was like, look, they gave you a full scholarship. So, you know, you know, Pops, they got other – they trying to look out for other things and everything. But that's when we became men. You know, you had yeah. to, you know we had to start charting our own course and everything. So same experience, but Morehouse was, was – very important and made a lot of you know I became a man at Morehouse ain't no doubt about that yeah. uh, no doubt about it uh, but you still became a man you didn't go to Morehouse and you still conscious <laughs> you still smart you still charismatic you still you know so you but, know, I'm, all- but I'm a I'm a huge fan of Morehouse and um this is kind of like a a message to our parents out there um you know Consider sending your young man to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that first and foremost, um, it's important to experience every aspect of life. But in this day and time, I'm just a huge fan of HBCU. Right, no doubt. 
And I think that am I laying now? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just, um, uh, I'm a fan of what the HBC community does for the the black child. No doubt. And then, second of all, if we're gonna be at an HBCU. Send your young man to the best <laughs> or send your daughter to Spelman because I'm just a fan of that stuff. You know, being pro-black man all day for four years until you graduate. I just I just love the thought of sending uh, black men into the world after after attending an HBCU. Great schools, man. Yeah. Uh, HBCUs are gems, uh, uh, no doubt. But but the um, uh, predominantly and historically um, traditional institutions are coming along. They recognize that they got to get, you know, getting the African-American history programs, the fraternities and sororities are starting yeah, to. Yeah, bullshit. To, to, bullshit. <laughs> look at, bullshit. Cause because I, you know, we're at Alabama now, so I. Well, you know, no, but I'm just great, saying right great today, on, to, <laughs> on this day. Right. On this day, I am upset with those in the legislature who would seek to eliminate DEI programs on white campuses. Bullshit. And I just and I I I'm I'm always friend or foe, I'm gonna keep it one hundred about how I feel about a situation. And these are the types of reasons why I laud HBCUs. Well, that go that ties back into the race. Uh, this is something I've one of the reasons I'm in the race. People ask me why I got in. First thing is so I can shape the discussion. The probate judge in in uh, Jefferson County is the chief election official, and I keep telling people that. Uh, we Alabama doesn't have to be the outlier. We don't have to be. Uh, we don't have to put up with not having any input with DEI. Not only that, we run a preschool, so uh, they took some books out of the state-funded program. You know, we've had a personal experience with that because those books reflected diversity uh, and some other things. Uh, we got to do the same thing they did in Georgia. I was in school with Stacey Abrams. She was a few years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and folks like Lucata and Lawrence Jeffries, we were there at that time, a part of that community. Um, Jefferson County is the largest county in the state of Alabama. Birmingham's already lost its, 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 its number one population status, but Jefferson County will likely not lose it if we don't do what we need to do. The chief elected official needs to be talking about how to get make it easier for people to vote uh, in Jefferson County. And if we can do that, this county can begin to influence the state in a way that prevents them from making it so easy for them to do DEI and take books out. You know, I mean, it's just no sense that we should have to put up with this. That's why we need the right leaders in place who understand the power of the office. The judicial office, you can't advocate as a judge But the probate judge is a unique creature in Alabama. You don't even have to be a lawyer in most parts of the state to be a probate judge. That's because the judge. That's right. That's because he he or she 
wears different hats. So as the chief election official, you can talk about more things than you could talk about if you were just the judge. And a person has to understand that. If they don't, then we're going to lose the opportunity to influence things just like you were talking about, like DEI. Man, that was awesome. Let me let me wrap something up um, <clears throat> so that we can get completely into sure. the judge's race. Because I want people to really know who you sure, are. Sure. We talked about your great decisions, in my opinion, in your opinion. But if you could go back in time and give your younger self some advice, what it, what age would you choose and what advice would you give yourself? That's a that's where I was going next because it explains why. You mentioned I ran for uh, for city council. I won that election. Uh, then I uh, ran for re-election for city council, and I won re-election. And then I ran for mayor. So people were telling me I was too young, um, and I was running against, I guess, you know, stalwarts, uh, you know, at that time uh, in the community. And that was fine. I understood that. That's what most people said is just you, you, you got an opportunity to do something later. So I didn't rerun for uh, city council after my second term on the city council. And the reason is because – of stewardship and my um even though my mother and my father especially my mother and my sister and all of them attempted to to really uh instill stewardship principles in me you don't really learn till you're on your own i got married i I got married while i was in uh when i became a city council person because i was trying to be honest i didn't I stopped representing anybody who was who was arrested by the Birmingham police. I was trying to be honest, so my practice took a really strong hit because I was on the city council and I was trying to do the right thing uh, and everything. And as a result, I engaged in a lot of things that were poor stewardship. I almost lost my house. Uh, I, um, um, my financial was just in in in, in shambles. So. That's why I didn't run again uh, after my second term, because I said, spiritually, I said, God, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my my values in order, okay? I'm mm-hmm. going, God first, my family, my law practice, uh, and then when I get those in some decent order, I might foray into politics, and, and I'm kind of there now. I'm not perfect with stewardship now, but I'm much better off than I was then. So my my advice to me as a younger person uh, would be um, to uh, embrace spiritual stewardship at a younger age and understand it better before you foray into into politics. I don't want to discourage anybody. You don't need to be waiting to offer yourself for public service until you get yourself together because you may never get yourself together. But you do need to understand and embrace stewardship principles. You got to take care of home. Got to take care of, uh, you know, your business first and then your public responsibilities. Uh, Man, I couldn't agree with that more. hmm. I have said often that um you know i ran too too early mm. Mm. and god protected me mm. Mm. in me not winning right i would have messed that up <laughs> i would have mess, messed myself up mm. um my mind is just different mm-hmm. um and and to your point uh 
it's not about having all your stuff together, et cetera. But it is about being mature. Yes. It is about having a level of wisdom. Right. Now, some young people have it earlier than right. others. Right. But I had no wisdom. I had uh, I had awesome ideas. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't I couldn't agree. And with that's that normal. More. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the fact that you recognize it now and you're able to, some people never are able to recognize. Some people get ruined to a point that they never even get a second shot. So God has blessed you, I mean, with second chances and, and maturity and all those decisions. And who knows, you know, where we go from here. Yeah. <laughs> who knows where you go from here. <laughs> I already know where I'm going. I'm, hey, shoot, I might be just like you. Like, Thank God you didn't give me this out. I'm, I'm glad. I might be telling you that about six years. <laughs> but I'm really, it really don't bother me like you know I, that's the yeah. thing about it I'm just you know but go ahead yeah. um, aside from your own what is your favorite charity I probably would have to be a little selfish here because the ministries that I planted have become my favorite and, the, and I would say probably first is the preschool uh, that we have, and that that was one of the stewardship issues. So everything we get, we put into that school to pro- provide high quality. We wanted to the the, uh, the we wanted to provide a high quality experience for underserved children. We wanted uh, them to have the same experience you have at Altamont, at Advent, um, at at uh, uh, Saint uh, Joseph, uh, or wherever. I don't even know if they have their school there right now. And we've been able to do that because my wife and I, my wife who's the brainchild, and and her, and her mother, and my daughters who who run that, uh, have sacrifice everything uh that's their passion and they love it uh and and we've been able to accomplish it that's probably my favorite charity just seeing those young people and them greeting me every day and and knowing that they're learning spanish uh that they're learning chess uh that they are you know uh, reading ahead when they go into the hoover birmingham trust doesn't matter what school system they go into those kids in general, most of them uh, are, are are advanced. So that's probably my, my favorite. I'm being a little selfish. <laughs> Ain't nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you're making donations <laughs> to, the, to the school, but they're easy. All right. Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions? Probably both. Do I have to choose one? I, yeah, I, I, got, wanna, I think I want to make I have a donation. A, I, oh, you mean uh, <laughs> uh, I have a Birmingham Legion shirt, uh, but I would have to say I'd have to say Birmingham Stallions uh, because we from the Stallion generation. You know, yep. this our second run, yep. <laughs> second time around. So I, I had to go with the Stallions because of how involved they were with us in the the, the, the early nineties and everything like that. Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron? Mm. I would have to go with the Birmingham Barons on that one. I, uh, I'm I'm from the hey you uh, I'm from that community PAT baseball community. Don't take it. See, I'm taking it. You remember that? Yeah, I played PAT out at Sloss Field before. Yeah. See, people didn't know it was a field out there with, uh, and everything. So I had to go with the Barons. I had to go with the Birmingham Barons. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Hmm. 
You just finished saying Sloss. Yeah, that was Sloss Field. Yeah. That was Sloss Field. Uh, you know, Sloss has that, That's pe- right. that That's peculiar right. history. I like Sloss Furnace, but I would have to say Vulcan. I'd have to go with uh, with Vulcan once again because of uh, how integral it was. Vulcan used to be my favorite the, the going up and being able to look out the statue that just used to be one of my most exciting adventures. So I, w- I would have to say I'd have to say Volker. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science? The zoo, man. You know, hey, hey <laughs> it ain't hand down. We love the zoo, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Birmingham Crossplex or Legion Field? <clears throat> Legion Field. I gotta go with Legion Field. Hey, I will, hey, you know we were we were we experienced the great Alabama at Legion Field, and that was a profound experience that I'll never forget. And then then the classic. Hey, we can't nothing rivals that the Magic City Classic. So Legion Field, <clears throat> Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Legacy Arena. Watching Ramsey win that championship in that in that place that one time uh, is one of the highest points in my life. So I gotta go with uh gotta go with Legacy Arena. I like your reasoning. <laughs> Birmingham Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park, Railroad Park. I I used to walk out there to to the to to I start getting the worst sinus infections you can get. <laughs> <laughs> Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Gotta go with um, Regents Park. It's what just you, I, you gonna ask me what I, uh-huh. I I gotta go with Regents Park because it's just um, because of its location. Okay, it's downtown, and I'm just a son of Central downtown, so I, I just oh yeah, I, you I just, know I'm a railroad park. I like fan. you know I, I, I go with with Regents Park. Uh, What's your zodiac sign? Leo, baby. What, what are Leo. those traits? Uh, leadership, outspokenness, um, uh, um, strength, courage. Uh, at least on that, you know, um, on the outside, you know, uh, you know. So uh, yeah, Leo. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is purple. You know that, baby. What's your favorite artist or genre of music? Tupac is probably my favorite uh, artist. Uh, hip-hop is clearly my favorite genre of music, no doubt. Your favorite local restaurant? Um, probably Green Acres. What's uh, your favorite holiday? Christmas, no doubt. Hands Do you down. cook? Yes. What's your throwdown meal? Uh, my Christmas uh, smoked turkey. Oh, okay. that I smoke on the grill, uh, Cajun smoked turkey. All um, right, yes, sir. Yeah, you cook for real, yes, for real. Sir. What's All your day. favorite movie? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Boys in the Hood, probably. Suggest a book. Grisham books. Any any John Grisham? I got about four that I haven't read yet that I gotta try to find some time to do. I love John Grisham and the stories that he tells about lawyers in the South. Your favorite season. It's fall now. It used to be summer when I was growing up in Gay City, but it, I don't like the hot no more. I'm getting old. <laughs> Your favorite NBA team? Uh, any team LeBron's on. So I'm, a, I'm an old school Lakers, so I'm glad he's back with the Lakers, but I followed him to Cleveland and, and everywhere else too. <clears throat> Your favorite NFL team? 
Uh, now the Falcons. 80s and 90s, I was Pittsburgh, baby. Me and Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Terry Bradshaw. That was my that yeah. was my pick then. <laughs> now, um, what's your favorite scripture, Bible figure, or Bible story? <clears throat> I like the Nehemiah. I like Joseph of Arimathea, and I like um, uh, uh, um, uh, all of the the biblical character, David, Solomon, the ones who were also in public policy. Uh, mm. There's so, so many people, uh, there were so many um, who, who dealt, who led publicly as leaders, but also were integral to the uh, salvation and in within the line of Jesus Christ uh, and, and had a very salvific message. So those, I'm inspired by those as people kind of, as I explained that I have a social justice ministry and I believe that ministers should be involved in in public office and leadership and government, and uh, as a and also uh, thoroughly vetted uh, in biblical uh, scholarly understanding. Mm-hmm. There is no better segue. <laughs> we 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 know who you are. We know whose you are and how you're led. Finish telling us about the office that you seek and why it should be you. I made this decision in 2005 to um, come out of public office and and lead privately, and that's what I've done. In my private practice, I've handled litigation. We can talk about some of that, that very important litigation that I've handled. Um, We started the school. uh, I started my church. Um, uh, and I've grown my law practice. So uh, my, I've, I've raised a family. I have two beautiful daughters. I have a wonderful wife, and I have a granddaughter, great uh, in-laws. So I was able to to be there for them. I was able to pick them up from school, uh, from soccer practice and weight, and from 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 softball practice and from uh, and and be available. Uh, but at the same time, I watched as this world began to crumble with the antics of people like Donald Trump uh, and, and people who want, wanted to suppress the rights of folks to have their say in this government. And as that went on over the, the last decade or so, God was like, look, you got these gifts, these public gifts. Uh, uh, I, didn't, I gave you a sabbatical, but I never intended it for it to be permanent. Mm. And, and I had to think about where I thought I could serve. And probate court was just a great thing. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm a judge now. Uh, it handles my background is in political science. I majored in political science at Morehouse. So being the chief election official is right along with mental health. I, I was two credits away from being a psychology minor <laughs> at Morehouse, but I just want to go and get out of there. That's okay. why I decided not to do it. But my second um, profession probably would have been a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Okay. So the fact that probate court is over mental health commitments uh, means a lot to me because it's just a passion of mine, uh, mental health. I had a, one of my best friends I became a caretaker for uh, who had a mental health uh, issue, and, 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 and it, I enjoy being uh, a partner and supporting uh, this person, and this person is doing very well now and everything like that. So it's just, it's just one of my passions. So probate court's got everything wrapped up. And then 
the transfer of wealth is important too. Uh, how do we get grandmama's house and mama's house uh, to grandson and, and, and nephew uh, so that they can use it, that it's not, uh, hadn't been torn up and it hadn't been sold for taxes and everything. So that's one of my other passions. So it's, probate court just has everything that the gifts that God has given me that I can use in that position. So that's why I selected to run for this particular uh, seat. There have been um, a lot of comments, interest. Um, what what's so what's going on with this seat? <laughs> well, that is is got you know like nobody's paying attention to any of the other seats. It seems like, and everybody focused on this one. I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, and I don't talk about this because it's it's important, but it's probably the least important reason that I'm running. Probate court ha- raises probably close to $20 million a year. It's on, it only has a budget of maybe three or four or five for the for the department, but mm-hmm. through uh, when people file their 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 uh, their deeds uh, there, people get their marriage certificate, whatever they call it now. It's not license anymore. What is certificate uh, or whatever? When people um, there's there are other functions that probate court serves uh, that raises money. So probate wait, court. Wait, wait, wait. Hold your thought. There's no marriage license anymore? Right. Well, you know, the Repu- the, the conservatives got rid of that because they didn't want to be issuing license for, for uh, same-sex marriage. So now it's called a certificate. It's, oh, not okay. a, it's not a license. They don't have to swear to it anymore. And that's one reason why you don't see the ministers uh, at the courthouse anymore. Used to, ministers would yeah. have to be there because they have to swear. You know, well, that whole process in Alabama has been... Um, been changed. Now you just get some, just a ministerial certificate or something. So the, so the probate judges don't, the ones who oppose uh, certain things don't have to be involved in it. Yep. That's something that a lot of people don't they do. They shouldn't Good. have to be involved in it. They should have done it that. anyway. Like, why did they, <laughs> they shouldn't be involved in that nonsense. That right. But so, go ahead. So, uh, so it raises a lot of money. Not only that, uh, as probate judge, you oversee Every estate uh, that is not a trust uh, that has a will in Jefferson County. So some of those can be multi-million dollar estates. There are some wealthy people that live in Jefferson County. Mm-hmm. Okay. So raises almost close to $20 million or so. I mean, in fees and costs and, and stuff like that. Overseas million dollar estates. So there are a lot of people who get to have say in what happens to that money, and that's one of the reasons why the probate court, some people are salivating because you get to appoint the probate, the the chief judge appoints the probate judge in the cutoff. That's one thing that a lot of people didn't know. That that person appoints the judge in the Mm. cutoff. That's one thing. Of course, you hear a lot of questions about that. And then they get to appoint guardians at litem. They get to appoint lawyers who are over these large estates. And these lawyers can get fees and and be paid uh, reasonable fees for their work. Um, And then the uh, court administrator oversees this just these millions of dollars that are coming in that have to be invested and have to be uh, have to be kept and and you know so 
it is an extremely powerful uh, position in terms of oversight over revenue that comes in. There are not a lot of uh, departments that bring in the kind of revenue that uh, that the probate court alone uh, does. So um, it's there are a lot of positions to be pointed. Uh, there are at least uh, you know twenty, thirty plus uh, staffers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Jobs to be hired. So, you know, some people get giddy about all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's important that there's been a discussion about diversity, making sure that, that African-American lawyers get some of that work. And that's right. But I keep telling people the more important thing is that we get influence at the state level. Because you're not going to be able to have diversity at the local level because the Supreme Court is still over the probate judge. They are still the final arbiter. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're all Republicans um, and have conservative views, uh, then that's an issue. One uh, note today, I don't, I'm, uh, I don't know if you got the note, but the, the a young African-American judge just got appointed by the governor to the Circuit Court of Civil Appeals. That's the, probably the first African American. Bill judge. Lewis right, you saw that, yes, right. sir. Well, good for her. I, mean, I, mean, you know. I keep telling y'all to leave <laughs> me alone. That is my governor. Well, we don't want to have to wait on that. That's the only issue. Good for her. And I, I ain't gonna say nothing negative about that. I've heard. I don't know him, him right off, but I've heard positive comments about it. But but we shouldn't have to be waiting for somebody to to give us that opportunity. We got to be able to be elected statewide and Jefferson County is going to be one of the leaders in teaching us how to do that. I couldn't disagree more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any, any closing notes, anything you want to leave us with? Um, I, I want to say this, you know, I have here again, supported you and, your campaigns from SGA to now. <laughs> so there's no <laughs> there's no doubt. Um, and we had some who, real who, politics at SGA yeah, too at Ramsey too. Yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt, you know, where my support is, even though I can't vote for you, sir. I'm but I, I'm gonna tell all my friends, please do. Um I personally got a little more mm, because of you know I am really disgruntled when people who don't live in a district run for an office Mm -hmm. and that issue has boiled my craw um and and but all in all I wanted my friends and people who watch this podcast to meet you and to see that um, this isn't a friendship, you know, popularity contest. I support you because of your substance. And um, I just want to allow you to leave a, a closing message. Well, I appreciate that. And, and that's part of your leadership. Uh, and you know, I ain't never, you know, it, it meant a lot to me for you to, to, to support. I don't ask people, you know, I, you know, I just ain't that type. I don't go around trying to beg folks to, I just do the work and put in the work. Uh, and and if, they, if that ain't enough to convince folks and for people like you, that's enough. You know, this is somebody I respect. We've respected each other and, and boom, 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 you know, but um, um, we got a lot of work to, to, to do one um 
One unknown writer said two men were seen peering through bars. One saw mud and the other saw stars. Uh, one looked down and saw the mud, the muck, and the mire. Uh, one looked up and saw the stars uh, bedazzling the sky. But they both were in jail. Mm. And and I like to be the person. We're, we're in jail. We've got voter suppression, DEI. Um, there are Republicans who are challenging us. I'm not knocking them, but they're challenging the, the and even though this is a Democrat district, because that edict has been sent from the top that we, because of what happened with the election, they're going to challenge every, even the Democratic strongholds. I want to be the person who shows people how to look to the stars. That's all. If, if, if I can help people see stars, that's all I'm trying to do. Uh, we all in jail, you know. Uh, but there's no use in us, uh, like you said. You know, you got a positive outlook. Good for the governor for appointing the, the brother there. You know, good. That's that's stars. That's good. hallelujah. Uh, but we want some more stars, and we want to keep pointing people to the stars. And that's why I'm in this race, man. And you know that, and 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 I know that. The challenge is making sure everybody else know that. Sometimes that's a challenge, but that's why we're here. And thank you for this opportunity. Where can people get more information? You can check me out at leeloader.com, L-E-E-L-O-D-E-R.com. You can you can check us out on Facebook at Loader for Probate uh, Judge. Uh, I'm on Facebook, and, of course, my page is Lee Loader. Uh, my page is Lee Loader, um, and um, all the information is there about my background. Y'all know I don't talk that much about it, but I am, uh, you know, I do have degrees. I'm working on a master's at Emory right now in law, and I got all that kind of stuff but that stuff ain't the most important to but it's important to some people if you want to see that go check us out at leeloader.com it's all there <laughs> i want to thank a true and longtime friend for joining us yes sir i want to thank you all for watching and listening and as always a huge shout out to creed 63 and urbanham.com god bless the proceeding has been a paid political advertisement for Committee to Elect Lee Loader Probate Judge.